Red leather, yellow leather, 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 red leather, I am Fernando, and we are one week in to the 2022 NFL season. Uh, it was great to be back watching football for 10 hours on Sunday. Uh, we had some great games. We had some not-so-great games. Uh, but overall, it was a fun time. It was a great time. It was great being back uh, in the Walters garage with you guys watching football. Um, I, there's not a place I would rather be uh, when we do that. Um, honestly, I, I can't believe how many good games we had on this Sunday. Uh, I think they outshadow those that were bad ones. I just want to touch on a couple of them. Uh, the Saints-Falcons. Man, Fernando, you want to you hit that one up real fast? Well, we didn't watch a lot of that game. I just know uh, Falcons, Falcons did what they always do. They blew a huge lead. They, they showed teams' records with a double-digit lead going into the fourth quarter. And it's It's crazy. The Falcons are actually like five and three in ga- where they have a double digit lead going to the fourth quarter, and that's you think well that's a winning record. Well, yeah, a double digit lead, but like the rest of the league had about three losses and maybe a hundred wins on that. Like ever since that Super Bowl, the Falcons are just that is their shtick is just blowing huge leads, games they should have won, and uh, I can't imagine being a Falcons fan. Uh, but the Saints. Uh, they got it together. Jameis Winston came alive in the fourth quarter. I think a majority of his uh, scoring happened in that quarter. And then the Falcons again took the lead back. Saints did get that field goal at the end. Will Lutz hit a long one. I don't know how long was that 51 one? Yards. 51, 51 yards. 51 yards. Uh, that was one of the more entertaining games of the weekend. A couple overtime games also. I mean, you can't get any closer than a tie. Uh, we had our first tie of the year. Um, the Texans deciding to go for the tie instead of going for it on fourth down around midfield. I don't know. What do you think about that? Because you're either going to, if you don't get it, you give them a chance to, you get the loss, but, or else you just punt it, you just play for the tie. I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. So I think as the Texans, right, if you're, if you're supposed to be one of the worst teams in the football, in the NFL this year, right, uh, I think uh, going for a tie actually isn't a terrible thing. It's going to help your standpoint by that point. I think for the Colts, uh, you have to do everything you have to to, to try and win that game. So uh, if the re- uh, situation was reversed, do you think the Colts would go for it on fourth down? I think, I think you have to. Yeah. Um, I think at the end of the day, the Colts are the uh, I think the favorites in that division right now. A lot of people have been down to the Titans for this year. Or the way the rest um, of the teams looked in that division, yes. Because uh, nobody won in the AFC South. And, two, and again, those two teams played each other. That's almost impossible, but... Uh, tied for first place in that division at zero wins, zero losses, and a tie, the Colts and the Texans. I mean, once again, I think the, the Jags had their chance to, to do it. I mean, so many penalties, it's just not going to be able to, to, to have happen. You you want the, the Dr. Jekyll, uh, Mr. Hyde, uh, you know, version of Carson Wentz, uh, where he makes amazing throws. Uh, and then once again, also throws an interception right to the defensive lineman. Uh, but, you know... Washington football fans, congratulations. You get to deal with that for the rest of the season by this point. Um, outside of that, uh, we'll jump into the Giants and the Titans. That was uh, one of my favorite games. The, the Giants going for two with little time left by that point. About a minute to go. A minute to go. Man, balls on that man yeah. just to go for it. And like trying to change the organization. Yeah, trying the to culture change of that franchise. Mm. That's, I feel like you have to do that. And, I mean... They could have came, I think Danny Dimes threw an interception when they could have tied it with almost four or five minutes to go. Sure did. The Giants' defense, though, I mean, they shut down Henry. I mean, Henry, if you're paying attention to fantasy, he only had 8.2 points in uh, your standard PPR leagues. And so they, you know, the Giants, you know, good for them. I believe it's the first time they've had a winning record since 2016. It very well might be. <laughs> uh, uh, they haven't won a season opener since, well, a they, that was, you know, the Odell year, so they, they had a few wins that year. Well, and fat uh, Randy Bullock missing the kick, like when the kick's on the line by that point. Even, the, like, Ryan Tannehill actually had a great great fantasy output by that point. He kept him in the game, um, but brought him down there for the field goal. They end up missing it. 
Uh, and the Giants end up walking away with a game that everyone thought that they were for sure going to lose. Oh, absolutely. I We all picked them last week. I mean, there was no way uh, anybody in their right mind would have picked the I mean, why would you pick either New York team to win? Uh, speaking of field goals, uh, we got to go into the one that went deep into overtime. Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, blocked uh, extra points. Good Lord, man. I mean, granted, they, they were missing their long snapper. He got injured during the game. That is true. The snaps um, were... It was, you could see it, too. Every time they tried to kick, even when they kicked the one in overtime, there was something not right. Like Laces snap, in. Yeah, you know, laces were in on the one. Like, it was... I mean, you have one of the best kickers uh, in football by this point with Evan McPherson. And, I mean, the, the blocked extra point at the end of the game was was with no time left, going down there, penalties galore, everything like that happening. Uh, you, you knew the Bengals were going to win the game. The blocked extra point is just, it's it's deflating by that point. But to go down there again and still have mixed kicks by both Boswell and McPherson by that point, man... Uh, no one wanted to win the game, and the Steelers did, which up, is a shock. Man. I thought, yeah, I thought for sure, I thought we'd have two ties, because at that time, I think the Colts and Texans had already tied, and the way the kickers were going, I'm like, well, two ties in week one. I don't believe that's uh, ever happened before, though, two ties in one week. Probably not. It's happened before, but not recently. It, and and I don't know about week one, too. Like, if you have two ties in week one... I, they gotta, they gotta change overtime rules. I don't want no ties, no more ties. I agree with you, man. I agree Dude, with you 100. Like, or at least give them more time to at least. Yeah, do ten minute overtime is it's not long enough. Or go back. Yeah. What I want to say, go back to the college version of it. Like I, put them on the 35 instead of the 25. By that one, just let them or, go. For put them at midfield. Yeah, yeah like, it's the NFL. Like I love everything about the NFL except the overtime. Like that's the one thing I like more about college football than I do about NFL football. And Overtime, they gotta change it. I mean, the fans want it. No one, let, no one wants a tie. No one wants a tie. Speaking of kickers as well, we're gonna go on to the next game: uh, the Browns versus the Panthers. Baker Mayfield's revenge game. Side note on revenge games: Did you know that all the quarterbacks' revenge games that'd be Joe Flacco, Baker Mayfield, and Russell Wilson all lost? What? Yeah. Yeah. And you're the end of what I'm saying right now with the Browns uh, and Panthers. The Panthers actually made a great comeback. That 75-yard pass to Robbie, Robbie Anderson, Anderson was fantastic. It brought him right back in the game. The energy was up. You felt Baker feeling it. He had like his like you know scramble up the middle, threw it like to the back of the end zone. He was feeling dangerous. He was feeling it, man. I felt good about it. And they just couldn't have it. However, I do want to put a little controversy on this one. There should have been intentional grounding against Jacoby Brissett. A hundred percent. When you Intentional grounding. Let's mansplain this. Mansplain intentional grounding. When you spike the ball to stop the clock, you spike it and throw it right away. Jacoby Brissett got the ball snapped. He took a step back and almost like a weird little pump fake, like not full-on pump fake, and then spiked it. That is intentional grounding because you're. it's something in the rules. I don't have the exact wording on it, but what he did is illegal, and that should have been an extra 10 yards on what already was a long field goal to win it for the Browns, a 58-yarder, I believe we looked up. Uh, so that could have been 68, and uh, he, the, he had it was a good kick. Like he had some, it hit the net, like from 58 yards. He could have maybe still uh, kicked it through from 68 based on how far it went through. But you got to make that call. I think the Panthers got screwed a little bit on that play. So according to the internet, intentional grounding is a violation of the rules where a passer throws a forward pass without the realistic chance of completion. It typically happens with quarterback is about to be sacked, passes the quarterback is about to be sacked, passes towards the air to field with no eligible receivers. Now, however, the key on this rule is, is that the spike doesn't count because as they come back, it's just a matter to stop the clock. When he took a step back and looked down the field, saw nothing, and then threw it forward on the ground, it showed that he was actually making a passing attempt by that point. It should have been a 10-yard penalty, mm-hmm. a loss of down. Instead of hitting a 58-yard field goal to win the game against the Panthers, it would have been a 68-yard field goal. Uh, almost up there in like the highest field goals ever made. Uh, that would have broke Justin Tucker's what? record last year. I believe what? he was 66. So so at the end of the day, he would have had the longest field goal to ever try and make, win the game with all the pressure on the line by that point. A rookie, yeah. by the way, uh, trying to do that. By the way, props to that rookie for actually like crushing that 58-yard field goal. Yeah, but it, it should have been a 68-yard field goal. 
Uh, and I believe the Panthers should have won that game. There were a lot of big cat comebacks that almost happened. The Jaguars almost did it as well. We won't go into that one. But, I mean, the Bengals, the, the Panthers, the Jags, they all tried their best on that one. But that's... That's what it comes down to for uh, my reactions for this week's. My overreactions, underreactions, Fernando, do you have any for this week? Uh, overreaction, I'm going to go with uh, the first one that popped in my head is the uh, 49ers. Uh, they looked like garbage. They looked terrible. Trey Lance didn't look uh, very good out there at all. But the weather, you got you got to say something about the weather. Like just the rain, it was pouring out there in Chicago. Uh, Niners defense looked decent until the fourth quarter. And, but I think the Niners are going to be fine after, you know, screwing themselves on a, what should have been an easy week one game against uh, the Chicago Bears. I think overreaction as well is going to be uh, the fact that the, uh, the, the, sorry, the Los Angeles Rams uh, are in bad shape right now. Uh, they played a very good Bills team. Um, I don't believe in the, 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 the elbow theory of Matt Stafford right now. I think the Rams are actually going to be just fine. Um, that what I saw from that division this week, uh, with the Seahawks barely squeaking by, uh, with the Niners losing to the Bears, and with the Cardinals just getting blown out uh, against the Chiefs, I don't see the Rams not being able to win that division still. Uh, but a lot of people are down on them based off the fact that the Bills uh, just destroyed them. And everyone, Seattle's in first place in that division. Like everyone in that division has not looked. Uh, didn't look very, didn't play very well on Sunday or Monday. Um, but another one I had, uh, I want to talk about those Packers a little bit. Um, that offense, like Aaron Rodgers was putting the ball where it had to be, but there is something not like it's not working for them. Uh, wide receiver, rookie guy dropped the what would have been a 75 yard touchdown Christian pass. Watson, yeah, 75 uh, yard pass. A lot of passes. Like Rodgers put it where the receiver was supposed to be, but they went otherwhere. Or otherwhere, is that a word? The, sure. You'll allow it? Yeah, I'll allow it. Um, if it's going to take them, I think it's going to take them some time to get on the same page. And if you're doing that in the regular season, you're going to lose some games. Uh, the Packers might be in a little bit of trouble if they can't uh, get it together sooner. They are playing. They got an easy matchup this week, but we shall see. That was a uh, great game to watch. Though. So. I'm going to go with a little bit of underreaction on this one. Uh, one of them, uh, I do want to say, is actually the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Coming in oh. uh, completely new, like, rehauled offense. Yeah, outside um, of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, outside of that, you got Juju, you got Sky Moore, you got a lot of people. You got Clyde Edwards-Lair, who was, like, barely healthy last year. Maybe 75% of the games I think he ended up playing. Uh, and even when he did, he was still splitting carries by this point. The Chiefs looked unstoppable yeah. by this point. Again, and against the bad Cardinals team that I've been saying I just don't think a lot of people are giving a lot of credit right now to the Chiefs. Um, the other one that I want to say, and I don't want you to take it because maybe you're just too modest to take it anyway, is the Vikings looked really good. Um, the Packers don't have a bad defense. Uh, they did a bad decision by going one-on-one with Justin Jefferson a lot of times. All day, yeah. Um, and once they uh, adjusted to that, just left open everybody else underneath. Uh, they didn't even get the running game going um, that much at all. Uh, Dalvin Cook uh, barely put up that much. Alex Madison was part of it towards the end, as it didn't matter. Um, but, man, the, the, the Vikings looked really good. Also, an underreaction that I'm surprised not many people have been talking about a lot lately is how good the Eagles looked. Um, it was I know against Detroit. It was against and then Detroit put up a, a hell Detroit of a game. Detroit looked yeah. like people have been kind of giving them some praise, thinking they're going to, like some people say, they could win 10, 11 games with uh, the new additions they have with their coach. Uh, but uh, Detroit is still Detroit, nevertheless. But the passing game. In Philly looked amazing, and that's, that was uh, the shocker. I mean, AJ Brown. We're talking about if we want to quick throw out a fantasy stud. I mean, a lot he slid in most fantasies because they don't pass the ball a lot, and he had 150 ish yards receiving. I he had himself a day, and the Eagles like. I'm kind of shocked. I thought their defense would be better. I'm a little shocked they gave up 35 points to uh, that Lions offense, but yeah, the Eagles look. They're the real deal. They're they're coming out of that division. The div- yeah, for sure. I mean, the rest of that division is garbage. So but we're gonna run into uh, then studs and duds real fast from fantasy. I'm gonna lean into one of my duds this week. Is Devonte Smith? 
actually. Um, the man uh, right outside of A.J. Brown over there. Four targets, zero catches, zero yards for the entire game. Big dud uh, Huge coming into it. Uh, so that that one's going to hurt, but I don't think he's going to be that bad. But we'll talk about that later. Who's some of your studs that you have this week, Fernando? So I got three quarterbacks I want to talk about because they are all top ten quarterbacks. Uh-huh. These three, and most some of them might still be on the waiver wire. Uh, the number three quarterback, fantasy wise, points put up Carson Wentz. What? Carson fucking Wentz. How dare you bring that number up in my three? Uh, another couple, uh, Jameis was, uh, I think, the fifth fifth or sixth point scored quarterback. And then my boy, Kirk Cousins, the number 10 quarterback scoring in fantasy this week. Scoling. Scoling. This week. He scoled a lot of points. Uh, those are three of my, like, it's just, because, you know, yeah, Mahomes did his thing, Josh Allen did his thing. They're, they're, they're going to do their things. But you got some guys, look at the dud side of the quarterbacks. You got some guys drafted, you know, some of the first quarterbacks off are just quarterbacks that had high praise. Uh, the three I wrote down are Karen Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Trey Lance. They are all at the bottom. Karen Rodgers is the 32nd quarterback when it comes to fantasy points. Who's, 30, just, who's just behind him? Uh, just behind him, he had 1.1 more points than Jordan Love, who came in for mm. the uh, last drive or two, and he, he accumulated 65 yards passing, and that was enough to just be 1.1 point. Behind Karen Rogers doesn't sound like an MVP season, MVP season to me. By the way, uh, uh, not at all. Uh, and with t- I just and we talked about Brady talking about like disappointing games. That Dallas Buccaneers uh, game was boring. That was, you know we had good football all day and then the night game and you know Brady he uh, got his he drove his team down the field most of the day, but settling for all those field goals, he did get the one touchdown. But yeah, Brady is a bottom five quarterback right now in fantasy. Great catch, by the way, by Mike Evans. Uh, it wasn't even a great throw. I mean, that's oh, yeah. the grab by Mike Evans was fantastic. Uh, my fantasy studs uh, coming back um, have to be the return of the no-names or the guys that just underperformed for the past few years. Uh, Saquon Barkley Saquon like, was oh, your man. number one running back after week one. Again, if that guy can stay healthy, it's all him – and CMC, we and he kind of underperformed. CMC did, but Barkley. I mean, another one I have down here. We kind of talked about uh, Edwards Elaire. Hip, uh, hip 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 Elaire. Uh, but you know, Cordero Patterson. He still put up uh, top ten. I, I, you know, I, I assumed when I drafting, he's like he was a one hit wonder. Like he had that great year. He was one of the best running back options you could have. And I didn't think it would be a re- go over to the next season. But here we are. And uh, he's still doing his thing. I mean, score Daryl Patterson uh, just out there getting, I mean, a, a ton of touches. Uh, one of the other guys I want to talk about was uh, actually James Conner. Uh, James Conner. Who was actually in a bad, bad game for running back, but actually ended up putting up probably running back eight, nine by this point. Um, put up a ton of points. Uh, did his game. Uh, the other one I wanted to bring up actually was going to be Kareem Hunt. Um, Touchdown vulture. Man, everyone drafted Nick Chubb probably in the second round, maybe third round at the latest by this point. But Kareem Hunt came in there and actually just stole all those touchdowns. The guy I want to talk about biggest is going to be James Robinson. Welcome back from Achilles injury. <clears throat> James Robinson by this point. Everyone was so high on Travis Etienne the entire time in the offseason. They were high on him last season before he got injured with the Liz Frank injury. Uh, but James Robinson came back, ran hard, man. I mean, that dude runs really, really hard. And the last one I want to talk about for the running backs, if you don't mind me, uh, is going to be Michael Carter. Uh, so many people were high on Brees Hall. Michael Carter got the majority of the touches by this point. He got the majority of the points by that point, uh, which would lead us into the next Michael as a wide receiver. Uh, hold on, hold on. You're jumping the gun on the I running am, backs. I, I had this one more and then some duds. I, uh, Hilliard, the sec- number two running back in Tennessee, almost had three times the amount of points as Henry, who only got 8.2. Oh. Hilliard got up to 23. And then you got your Kamara, Zeke, and then Damian Pierce. Duds. All Sunday. Duds. None of them scoring double digits. Uh, but yeah, you're Michael... Michael Thomas, man. I hasn't played football in almost two years by this point. I thought you were going to say Michael Pittman Jr. No. We got all sorts of Michaels I up mean, there. I mean, there's a lot of Michaels up there. Right? Michaels had a great 
great Sunday, including you, my friend, uh, with your fantasy, it, it looked like. I mean, you, you won all your fantasy. All, all two of them. Uh, Michael Thomas came back as if he's never missed a beat. Uh, looked great. I mean, obviously, Jameson found him in, in the, the, the fourth quarter by this point, but he looked fan-freaking-tastic. He did. And he was, what, maybe a fifth-round pick in your fantasy leagues? Uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, Michael Pittman is right now just, you know, stick with the Michael. Number four wide receiver in fantasy right now after week one. The, or five, sorry. He's number five. Uh, these guys you, you draft later on, the, this is how you win your fantasy leagues, is finding these guys. And uh, another stud that nobody, he was injured most of last year, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Doing a little Debo thing with running the ball, catching the ball, uh, those yak yards. He uh, he had himself a game. Uh, one of the biggest uh, waiver wire pickups, if you didn't get him uh, in your fantasy league and he's still available, I would recommend picking him up if you have the chance to get him because right now the way they're using him uh, looks fantastic. Um couple tight ends that I want to talk about, if you don't mind, we swipping over to here. Uh, O.J. Howard uh, actually Two had touchdowns. quite a game. He man. did. Um, coming back after getting cut and everything like that, uh, going down to Houston with Davis Mills down there. Is Davis Mills the real thing? I mean, he, he didn't play terrible last year. Last year, the Houston Texans were a terrible team. I, I think he did everything he could to get the few wins that they, they did get. I, I don't want to call him the real deal yet, but there is promise. There is definitely promise. And uh, Davis Mills, second-year quarterback, he is only one of five second-year quarterbacks that did not lose a game. Oh, tell the, us about the quarterbacks that lost. The quarterbacks that lost, we have, well, Trey Lance, he uh, played, you know, terrible in the rain. Uh, we have, uh, oh, who are the other ones? Oh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, your boy, that's right, he... They played well. They were leading for a while in the second half. They couldn't quite hold on to it. And then um, that Mac Jones guy, he, uh, I don't know what to think about him. Like, they're going to keep riding him out, but, uh, And then the only one to get a win, Justin Fields. Yeah, you're picked for the saw, worst football team. They, I still the think they can be the worst team. Well, yeah. Dallas is up there now. Dallas or Chicago, but, yeah, Justin Fields, whatever. You, you had yourself a day in the rain. The other uh, tight end that I want to bring up real fast, and he might be a quarterback in seven-year leagues, Taysom Hill, the Swiss Army Jackson. That's right. He's back to being a Coming tight end. back to being a tight end here. Uh, had, a, had a decent game for tight ends when it comes down to it. Uh, so those are pretty much our fantasy studs and duds, I think, unless you have any more for you. No, not really. A couple duds I just wrote down. I mean, Metcalf had a below-average game when it comes to points. Uh, Debo Samuel didn't do much. Um I'm sure there are others out there, but yeah, it's and again, it's only week one. We're kind of jumping the gun here, you know. It's that's a long season, and uh, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, you want to drop some of these guys, hold on to them. They're gonna they're gonna turn it around. It is early on in the season. What do you think now? Should we go to some sort of a commercial break? I feel like a commercial break might do us uh, very well. In this All point. right, we're gonna come back. We'll go over the week two games, and uh, right after these messages. Hey, Fernando. I've uh, been looking for a place to bring the wife and kids out to enjoy some good slices of za and maybe have a good time with some friends. you have any place you'd recommend? I do, Travis. Have you ever heard of Surfrider Pizza Company? Located in downtown La Mesa, Surfrider Pizza Company offers a variety of deals. Pizza, strombolis, and by the way, the strombolis are the size of the table. Sandwiches, garlic knots, you name it, they got it. Surfrider Pizza Company, located at 8381 La Mesa Boulevard in La Mesa, California, 91942. Dang, Fernando. Guess I should go out and start a trivia team. Maybe call it Backseat Gamblers. Let's ride. Wednesday Night Trivia. We'll see you at Surfrider. Let's take a break and hear a message from a sponsor. All right, we are back. Uh, Going to go over the week two picks. Uh, before we do that, how did we do last week, Jimmy the Stat Boy? What were the uh, the records of our football expertise? Well, if we're talking straight up, we were pretty even, but we're talking the spread. You went 11-5 against the spread. Me being Fernando, everybody. Just throw that out there. Fernando Jackson. 
the first. Uh, anyway, and uh, Travis and I went eight and eight against the spread. Not so hot. And we really didn't do that well on the picks either. I mean, I went eight seven and one, and you two both went seven eight and one. But hey, it's week one. You know, we're rusty too. Everyone's a little rusty. We're getting our feel on for uh, this 2022 season. Ties happen. Ties happen. Oh, it's a bloody shame. Oh, I can't believe that. All right, we're going to go over uh, first game of the week, a very spicy, see what I did there? Very spicy <laughs> Thursday night game. We got the, La- I almost said San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers visiting, a fine. It's a fine. visiting the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this is, yeah, this is going to be a great game. Chiefs are four-point favorites in uh, the home, with the home team. Um, I do like the Chiefs in this game. They looked amazing week one in Arizona. Mahomes, it doesn't matter who you put around him. As long as they catch the ball, he'll get them the ball. Um, Four-point favorites, I think the Chiefs will have no problem. You know, I can see like a touchdown game, something like that, like a seven-point win for uh, this one. It'll be a competitive game. It'll be close. You got two of the best quarterbacks going head-to-head. But, yeah, you give me those Chiefs against the division rival, Chargers. Go, Chargers, go. Listen, man, I, I think the Chargers, uh, year in, year out, are usually the team that always loses the game that like you want them to win, that you're, that you're expecting them to win. Um, this is a different team, man. Uh, with Justin Herbert, uh, as Preston will say, one of our good friends, uh, this man is the truth, uh, and I believe in that. Even without Keenan Allen playing, he's already been walked out of the game at this point. Um, I think uh, Josh Palmer is going to be up there. Um, I, I believe Mike Williams is going to have a big game. I, I trust in Justin Herbert. Uh, this is going to be the biggest statement game the Chargers have. Uh, beating the Raiders is a big thing. You know, obviously uh, one of your closest division rivals by this point is uh, is a huge thing to do. Um, doing this game against Kansas City, I think is bigger than anything else. I think the Chargers actually rise up to this, especially after you know messing it up last year. Uh, you know, the last game of the season. I'm picking the Chargers, man, all day. Fair enough. Jimmy the Stat Boy, you have the Chiefs as well, but you will have them not covering. You think a uh, field goal or less? I feel like this is going to be a field goal game, though I just read that Butker is not going to be playing in this but- game. Kick so maybe... That just means I KFC guess, yeah. goes for two every time, right? They're just going to score more yeah. points. Yeah, I, still, I feel like it's going to be a very close game, but I do feel like the Chiefs will prevail. All right. Well, we're going to go into the Sunday games. I'm going to just we're gonna kind of go over a few of these games, but... Uh, first up on the slate, we got the uh, Jets at the Browns. Um, all three of us obviously have Cleveland winning this game. Cleveland is a six and a half point favorite. Uh, myself and Jimmy the Stat Boy think they will cover that spread. Travis thinks it'll be a little closer. A little bit closer. A little bit closer. Uh, number next game up, uh, the Commanders at the Lions. The Lions are one and a half point favorites. A little side note here: the last time. The Lions were favored was November 24th, 2020. 22nd. With 22nd. That's an ugly two. Uh, 22nd at the Panthers. First time they've been favored in almost two full seasons, and they lost that game 20 to nothing. Uh, we all have Detroit not doing that this time. We think Detroit wins, and they cover that one-and-a-half-point spread. Um, a, another game like we all have... Uh, is the underdog at Saints at home beating the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay comes in as two-and-a-half-point favorites, but the Saints just own them. They've owned Tom Brady since he went to Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, we all got that defense. Um, I want to move on to um, a game. Uh, we gonna, let's, let's talk about this one. We have the Indianapolis Colts, the 0-0-1 Colts, traveling to Jacksonville to take on Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Travis, why don't you give us a little insight about your boys here in this game? Well, I mean, I think the Jags were very close last game. Uh, had a lot of penalties. Uh, the last time the Indianapolis Colts beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville was September 21st of 2014. Uh, if my math is correct, that is eight years ago. It is eight years ago. They lost 44-17. to um, I don't see that stopping anytime soon, especially after watching the Colts actually, you know, tie the Texans by this point. I gotta take the Jags all day long. And I'm gonna agree with you on this. Like they knocked them out of the playoffs last year. They again it's like we talked about uh like just having that their number. Like they're 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 that team that just 
that screws up their season. And that's what Jacksonville will do. I agree with you. I think Jacksonville, I mean, we both picked them last week. That didn't work out. However, Jacksonville will get it together. Less penalties, you know, less turnovers. So cheer them for me. I think, uh, I think this will this will be a the first one of the year for Jacksonville. Uh, Jimmy the Stat Boy thinks differently as he has Indy not only winning, but covering that spread. They are going to win. I no, actually believe that they uh, will not cover that spread. They're very, very close. But I think the Colts are due. I just It's eight years. I think they're due for something. You know, we keep saying that. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, TIA, TIA Bank Stadium is going to be rocking on Sunday. Duval, Chance, everybody going. I'm going to guarantee you right now, and I don't even know it based off my thing. I think Tony Baselli is going to be there to do the Duval chant <laughs> when it's all said and done. Everyone is showing the Falcons mascot, bungee jumping through the stadium. Man, Jackson Deville, the mascot of Jacksonville Stadium, actually bungee jumps off that stadium every single beginning of the game. That stadium is going to be pumping. The Colts are in a lot of trouble. I have a very important question, though. Is Baselli going to do that Duval chant from the pool? Oh, no, no. He's going to be up there. There's a whole microphone of him going to be doing that. No one wants to be in that pool. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, certain people still go to the pool. It is Jacksonville. Uh, that is true. Uh, Dolphins and Ravens, we all have uh, Baltimore across the board uh, covering that three-and-a-half-point spread. Uh, one game that we have a little disagreement on is the Carolina Panthers traveling to the New York football Giants. Uh, Giants are right now a two-point favorite. Over the Panthers. Panthers probably should have won that game last week. The Giants did get the win. I feel like, you know, this win they got last week in Tennessee. This is just the momentum they needed, like changing the culture. I think they keep riding it out. I think Saquon can have another monster game. Um, If Daniel Jones can just stop throwing those stupid interceptions, uh, just keep it clean. I think he's getting there. He He got his ass chewed out after he threw that interception in the end zone, I think at the five or four minute mark of the fourth quarter. Um, I like the Giants to keep going. Their defense looked good. They held Henry in check. They can hold McCaffrey in check. I like the Giants at home, and they will cover that two-point spread. They can't hold McCaffrey in check. They didn't hold Kareem Hunt in check. They hold Chubb in check a little bit by that point. Yeah, the Panthers did, did, not the Giants. But once again, like I mean, at the end of the day, like the the Panthers can hold Saquon in check by that point. Uh, like the the main runner up the field by that point, they held in check. Um, Daniel Jones, ah, man, is he better than Jacoby Brissett by that point? That is a great question. That's a coin flip. Yeah, I don't know where to go with that. Yeah, That's, so, so we'll, we'll just we'll stop there real fast on that question. Um, I don't think that the Giants have as good of a defense as the Browns do. Can we agree on that one? Uh, yes, we can agree on okay, that. Okay, fantastic. If we can agree on that point, I don't think that the Panthers were that far off from losing that game. They really weren't. It's a 58-yard field goal by that point. Should have been a 68 field goal, not holding anything grudges by this point. But of course, but it should have been. Um, I don't see the Panthers losing this game. I think the Panthers are a much better team than the Giants are. I appreciate what the culture change was. I appreciate going for two. That's only going to work so long in the NFL by this point as well. So if it comes down to a two-point conversion again, maybe it will. Maybe it will. Panthers win this game. If it comes down to making a two-point finish again, it's going to be the Panthers again. The Panthers are going to win this game handily. I think Baker Mayfield uh, had his motions like in and behind him. Uh, I think I wasn't off on his stats last week either with two touchdowns and 275 by that point. I think we're close. really close by that point. Um, I think at the end of the day, I think Baker Mayfield actually shows up again. I think the Giants are going to struggle in this game. Uh, Danny Dimes can only go so far. I feel like the Panthers and Baker Mayfield are playing a road game and there will be a little bit less pressure on him, a little bit less, more focused. And I just feel like they'll pull it out this week. I have the Panthers this week. And that wraps up the morning games. Well, for you West Coast people, that's the morning game, the noon or 1 o'clock game for most of the other people. Uh, Cruising into the afternoon games, the later games, uh, we pretty much agree on everybody winning as far as... We all have the Rams over the Falcons, the Niners over the Seahawks, the Bengals over the Cowboys, uh, Denver getting their first home game against Houston. We got Denver winning that, and then uh, the Las Vegas will be beating the Cardinals. Now, we do have a little, a few uh, disagreements on some of the point spreads here. Uh, Rams 10.5. 
Uh, Travis, you say Rams will have a, will uh, cover that spread. Oh, 100%. I, I, I don't see how the Rams don't come back out fierce by this point. Uh, I mean, Jalen Ramsey is a piece of toast by this point, as far as I'm concerned. But the of rest toast. of the defense is fantastic. And maybe, just maybe... Matt Stafford will actually start throwing to Allen Robinson. Maybe Cam Akers will be a part of the day offense as well. So, like, if he I, can throw it that far with that bum elbow, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I just I like the Falcons being. I mean, they put up a fight against the Saints. That's a good Saints defense. They put up some points. Uh, like you just said, Rams division is, games, man. Yeah. Division games, Fair man. Enough. I'm telling you, this they're they're, cro- they're traveling across the country by this point to go to Los Angeles to play in SoFi Stadium. I don't know what it's like for a Rams game. You've been there for a Chargers game. Turns out Charger fans don't show up. That is very true. 100%. But the Rams fans, it's Rams house. Let's rampede on this one, as The Rock says. It's like wow, the wow. Does he really thing. say that? Uh, he did say that. Oh, wow. He did say that. Oh, that's, that's rampede. They're going to rampede all over. <laughs> Rampede the Falcons. I feel like this is textbook backside cover. Like, <laughs> Rams will jump to a lead, and they'll lose the lead in that 10.5 will be covered by the Falcons. Still think the Rams will win. Next up, we have the Seahawks. Or we, we, like I said, okay, we got all the wins. We got San Francisco beating the Seahawks. But at an eight and a half point uh, spread, I Seattle looked all right. I mean, they like Gino. You know, good for you getting that win. One game above five hundred. I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be closer. I got the 49ers winning, but eight and a half is a lot of points in the NFL. A division game. Uh, Geno Smith. If if he can you know keep it clean, li- limit those turnovers. I like uh, the Seahawks to keep it close. It's a lot of points, man. It's it a is. lot of points. Um, the thing is, is the Niners aren't as bad as what they looked like last week. Allegedly, and, and I think that Trey Lance comes out this week uh, and just has a game. I think this is this is the game that people have been waiting for Trey Lance to have, and I think this is the week that's going to happen. So I think the Niners come out win by. Oh, I'll, I'll say 10 or 11. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I feel like this would be a close game still. Oh, cool tidbit. Um, there's a 60% chance of rain in this game, too. So More rain? Well, in San Francisco, that means they're used to it, right? So It doesn't well, really rain that helps. much in California. The field's definitely better off than Soldier Field is. But Soldier point, Field so. didn't have drainage at all, I feel. That looked like a fun slip and slide at the end for uh, for them guys. 15 yard penalty. We all have the Bengals covering that seven point spread over the Cowboys. Uh, no Texans at Broncos. We have a. Uh, it's a big spread. We got ten points. I mean, again, you talk about division games with uh, Houston keeping it close against the Colts. Um, I do. I like. I think Houston. They're showing us something. Like yes, if uh, Davis Mills is the real deal. I mean, this could be one of those games. Keep it close. I like the Texans. To lose, but not by 10 points or more. Uh, man, uh, I think there's a big part of Russell Wilson and the Broncos that went into Seattle on Monday night. I think they were going to win that game. Oh, absolutely. Everybody. Uh, thought I thought that. they would. Yeah. And also, may I just say, fuck the 12th man by that point on booing Russell Wilson running <laughs> on that field. Like, like, can we just discuss real fast, like, how terrible fans can be to players? Oh, for when sure. they're out there doing their stuff. Dak Prescott got trash thrown on him, running out of the game with a broken thumb. Yeah. When he left. That's and people sense. were out there booing Russell Wilson when he took the field for the first time as a Denver Bronco, even though he gave them a Super Bowl. Uh, a couple of MVPs and great seasons by that point. I mean, you know, props to DK Metcalf. I don't know if you guys have seen this TikTok TikTok app. There's a TikTok out there where a fan gets DK Metcalf to come over and like sign like his sign that he wrote, and one of them said like "Let's cook Russ," right? And DK looked at the sign and said, "I'm not going to sign that. I can't sign that. Good for him. That's that's my boy. Like I, I can't, I can't." And just moved on. The Legion of Boom was at that game. Like, I don't know why. I, I've read, I told you earlier, like yesterday, like the whole backstory of how Russ and the Seahawks had a really, really like long, drawn-out divorce to end up getting traded. And I was just fascinated by all the It's a bummer, different. man. Oh, yeah. uh, I think Russ is pissed. I, I, don't, I don't distrust Russ on this one. I, I think Russ is going to take this game. I don't think he's going to take it for a ride. I mean, I he's going to cook it up. I don't distrust Russ. I distrust the coaching, the decisions they made in that Monday night game for for the Broncos. I am not. I'm not sold on them. Like 
like after I again one week we might be jumping the gun overreaction. They look like the uh, worst team in that division. How still. dare you, Stephen A. Smith? Side uh-huh. note: Brett Favre got a lot of booze when he came went back to Lambeau Field. Just throwing that out there too. Packer fans Those are pretty garbage as well. Fans I agree. Really I agree. Uh, and then yeah, we already we all have the Raiders uh, taking down the Cardinals because the Cardinals are trash. Kyler Murray is trash. And we have them uh, covering that five and a half point spread. Oh, I wouldn't say he's trash, but I mean, I mean, he plays yeah. too many video games when he should be studying film. It was a double XP weekend. <laughs> <laughs> was it really? <laughs> all right, Sunday night football. We all have the Packers beating the Bears. It's a ten point spread. Uh, I, the Packers' offense, you would think, will kind of start getting it together. That is a decent Bears defense. Um, and they, you know, Rogers proclaiming he owns them. You know, they got like I think that was the last time they played. Like they hate each other, long time rivalry. Um, but I just I feel like that Bears win last week was a fluke. Uh, the Packers, it, it, it could be a sloppy game. I mean, to be honest, like we have two decent defenses, and it, you know, I just it'll be sloppy. I think, but I still think the Packers can cover that ten points at home. They got a sour taste in their mouth, and going down 0-2 in the division two weeks in, whew, that's a tough uh, hole to crawl out of. I'm going to take the Packers with that spread. Um, Travis, you actually agree with me. Jimmy, you think it's going to be a closer game? i not so sure. Like Aaron Rodgers can correct what went wrong last week. They are getting two offensive linemen back, I believe. They're getting Lazard back. Um, so maybe I'm like off base here. Maybe like maybe the Packers can groove and like score a lot of points, but I feel like there's something wrong by just watching them play last week. I feel if I may just interject reverse, but of course uh, there are a few quarterbacks that you just don't want pissed off when you play them. Uh, Tom Brady is like the number one right now. Absolutely, uh, every single time Tom Brady gets pissed off, he just comes out and fucks you up. Um, Outside of that, man, there's not a whole lot of ones. Lamar Jackson talks a lot of shit, but he backs it up a lot of times. Aaron Rodgers has the pedigree behind him. He has the resume behind him at this point. Uh, the Packers got embarrassed against one of their closest division rivals uh, in opening day football. Yeah. I don't see the Packers losing this game. Not only do I see them losing it, I see them blowing out the Bears because I see Aaron Rodgers doing a whole lot of State Farm, who they, blah, 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 yada, yada. Oh, Aaron Rodgers coming out in this game and just going to stomp them. Uh, blow, pack, blow. All right, Monday Night Football. We got a treat here. We got two games on Monday two Night games? Football. Two games? Two. They used to do that week one. I wonder why they didn't do that uh, this year, and they moved it to week two. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, the first game up, uh, actually both games will be played at the same time. One game starts at 4.15 Pacific time. Another one at 5.30. We have the Titans traveling. That's an hour 15 difference, idiot. I know. I said not, they don't. I didn't say the same time. They'll be playing at the same time. Okay, well, that's what I meant to say. The games will be happening at the same time. Uh, the Titans are traveling to Buffalo, taking on the Bills. Ten-point favorites. We both have the Bills winning and covering that. Tennessee did not look like a very good team on Sunday, and Buffalo looked like a extremely good team, possibly the best team in the league. I don't know. Arguable. Ten points. Oh my god! And they've had the extra days off as well. They played on Thursday. They had that's four extra that's days. That's a lot of time off. Wow. Hey, I mean, and the, yeah, and then they got they don't have to play till Monday. I like the Bills, and I think if what they did to the Rams was shocking, it's going to be even worse for Tennessee. I just can't see it happen. Can't see them doing anything. Bills by a landslide. A hundred percent. I just don't see uh, the Tennessee Titans showing up. I mean, the Bills defense was able to stifle everything. I mean, Cooper Cup had a lot of points that he did. Like we talked about this in the way he over got his tonight. receptions, he got uh, his yards, but they run the cover two, cover three the entire time. He didn't get any long yardage points. There's a lot of yak points if you got anything longer than like 10 or 15 yards by that point because they were just giving him. He, they, Matt Stafford took what the defense gave him, which is a good quarterback to do that with. Very true. However, when you're playing from behind by that point, the defense still isn't going to give anything. I just don't see how a couple of rookie wide receivers and a bum old Robert Woods by this point is going to be able to actually take advantage of a deep cover by that point, even with that piece of toast. Jalen Ramsey's still playing on the outside. I just don't see how things like that happen. 
Point made. That's it. There we go. And final game of week two. We have the Vikings traveling to Philly. Uh, Philly, they are two-point favorites in this game. Um, I just, I'm going to start off. This is, I am the only one who picked Philly to win this game as the only Viking fan in the room. Um, both uh, you guys went with the skull, scoliosis. Um, I just, Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football. Uh, we played so great on Sunday against the Packers. I just, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I gotta see it happen again. So I'm gonna go out and just say Philly will win. Uh, they will cover those two points. It'll probably be like, a, it'll be a close game. It'll be a good game. Um, but I just, if Jefferson can do what he did on Sunday, you know, Vikings will win this game. But it's gonna be hard to repeat that. And I just, I can't. I'm kind of reverse jinxing it. I would say if I pick Philly. That means maybe the Vikings will win. So you want a you want a mansplain or a reverse jinx? So reverse jinx. Here's what a reverse jinx is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, This would be when you make a wager on the other team or the other something you want to have happen. So if you're not betting for it, you bet against it, and then it it happens for you. You know the football gods see it and they they help you out. So Philadelphia victorious on Monday Night Football. You know, Fernando, man, I hear you on the reverse jinx thing, man. I've done it plenty of times, like watching football with you guys and everything like that. It's worked. Uh, sometimes it doesn't. The football gods watch you. Um, I I believe in your reverse jinx right now because I do not believe the Vikings lose this game. Please tell me more. Well, I will. Uh, Jalen Hurts looked fantastic last week. Uh, plenty of passing yards. Uh, the offense looked unstoppable, except for the fact that they still only won by three points against the Detroit Lions. Um, the Detroit Lions are not a better team than the Green Bay Packers. I don't care how many wide receivers are dropping balls for Aaron Rodgers right now. The Detroit Lions still aren't a better team than the Green Bay Packers. The way that the Minnesota Vikings handled the Green Bay Packers last last, last week uh, doesn't make sense to me to think that this will be even a two-point game by this point. I think the, the, the Minnesota Vikings... Uh, came out with an overreaction, if I may go back again and say it. I think the Minnesota Vikings are, might be one of the true things in the NFC, uh, NFC right now. Uh, I, I truly believe that there's no way that the Eagles come out. They're going to come out hot at home. They're going to come out doing their thing, everything like that. Jalen Hurts is still Jalen Hurts. He's going to run the ball. He's going to do his thing. You guys are going to shut him down. It's going to be very easy. I like everything you're saying. What answer do you have for Justin Jefferson right now? Oh, you do? Oh, you have an answer to shut him down? Cool. What about Adam Thielen? Oh, that too? Cool. Fantastic. What about Dalvin Cook? Uh, Even Alex Madison by this point. What are you going to do by this point? You don't have to believe in Kirk Cousins to believe in that offense. I believe in Kevin O'Connell. Ditto. I love Kevin O'Connell. Uh, he looked great in his debut against a division rival. Only three I, penalties. I think that's the Eagles. Coaching. That's fantastic, by the way. We had over 12 uh, <laughs> last week as the Jaguars. Uh, I believe that you guys uh, will actually come out in this game and win it as two-point underdogs. I'm going to take the Vikings all day long on this. Love it. The way that Kevin O'Connell schemed some kind of play. like I remember hearing this on a, one of another podcast. Where he schemed the defense into baiting them into leaving Jefferson completely wide open on that play was a stroke of genius. I don't know how I need to look at that play again, but um, that is what the Eagles have to face. I love everything you guys are saying. Skull, baby. Skull. I'm not going to skull. Well, that is going to do it for our picks this week. The picks are in. You've heard it first. If you want to, you know, make some wagers, go off of what we're saying. Give it a try. Um, what are we doing next? Are we wrapping this thing up, or I think it's time to wrap this thing up. The yeah. only thing, the only thing I would say, were a couple people that I would actually pick that might uh, be available well on the waiver wire. On their waiver wire. Uh, if Derek Carr is available on your waiver wire right now, he's currently the quarterback eight uh, going off in fantasy football this year. Uh, I think he's going to be a top five quarterback this week. I could see that happening. He's uh, playing. You saw what the what Mahomes. I mean, it's Mahomes, but what he did to that Cardinals defense and Carr going up against uh, that defense, uh, he should put up some better numbers. Devontae got his, and if he just keeps going back to Devontae, he gets some of those points. Uh, Wentz is going to be one of my uh, top picks this week. Uh, Wentz is going to repeat it. Is is going off. Well, he's going off as QB eighteen this week. 
right? I, I think he could be a QB ten again this All week. Right. Uh, I once again, uh, Detroit's not. Detroit's Detroit. We, we don't know. Man. Well, I mean, we don't know what's going to. You happen. got Goff on there too. Like uh, they're playing each other. Are we can have another 38-35 game in uh, in Detroit, or we might. Uh, who knows? Uh, I mean, Trevor Lawrence was uh, QB twenty three last week. Uh, maybe QB twenty two. He's right around there somewhere. Uh, Goff at QB nineteen uh, against Wentz uh, with a better offense. I think. Uh, I think Goff could actually do some stuff. Uh, Tannehill is currently going off as a QB twenty six. Uh, I do believe he will rise above that this week. I do too. We talked about this off air. Uh, there's going to be a lot of garbage time in that game for Tannehill. Uh, playing the Bills, uh, the Bills are going to jump out, I think, to a huge lead, and it, pretty much you're going to take Henry out of the game with that because they're just going to dump, throw, 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 and he'll. That's you know, garbage points are still points, and that is what we'll do. Do you want a mansplain garbage points? For so garbage points. It's when a player puts up points when the game is out of reach. The game is over. One team has has won, and they, but they still get the points. You still get those fantasy points. Mansplaining. Mansplaining. Uh, so Baker uh, right now is going off as QB23. Uh, I think if you can get him right now, I think he'll go off as QB15. I, I think he's he's going to be solid this week. Uh, you had uh, the next running back actually on this list. Yeah, at an 18, he's ranked 18 right now, A.J. Dillon of the Packers. Now what he did against the Vikings, he was the leading receiver and rusher. Him turning into a receiving back, they said he didn't catch a lot of balls in college. He was just the bruiser running back. Which he is, but and he'll get a lot of those goal line carries. He's going to be a touchdown vulture and take all of those away. Um, I got him finishing in the top ten. I'm going to go as high as maybe eight, eight, eight running back eight. this year. I think he's going to put up Solid. again in a PPR league. He's going to catch a lot of balls. And our uh, hip hip Alaire, Clyde Edwards Alaire, he put up some major points. He is currently 23rd ranked running back heading into week two. Um, as far as projections go. Can't imagine that, man. And if they're going to use him, especially in the passing game, the way they did against the Cardinals, I like him in the top 15, maybe inching his way up to the top 10. He could have himself a day. My last one's going to be wide receiver. Uh, Devontae Smith uh, coming out of Philly by this point. Uh, put up a big goose egg for you. That uh, That's that a shame. All that drafted, including myself. Uh, he's currently going off as wide receiver 39. Uh, I think he's going to have a big week this week. I think he finishes top 25 receiver. Top 25? Week. That's a big week. I mean, it's better than 39, that's for sure. It's 14 points up, man. I mean, I'll what do you want to say? Uh, outside of that, uh, this has been an amazing week talking. We want to thank uh, Jimmy G, the stat boy, for hosting us again and putting this all together. Um, this has been Double Doinks and Sackles. I'm Fernando. I'm Travis. We'll talk to you next week and mansplain some more picks for you. Have a good night.